now, hey now, hey now. This is Matt Pendola with Relative Run Readiness. I am here today with Ethan Hardacre again. If you haven't heard that episode, Ethan is the ultra runner we discussed, and he had some challenges, some setbacks. Listen to that episode. Ethan, also though, buddy, you do actually work with Relative Run Readiness. You are kind of our... I don't know, our marketing guy, our promoter, what what the heck are you, buddy? Yeah, I think I think that works as a title. Um, I'm just trying to make sure the word gets out, you know? Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it is getting out, thanks to you, and it's not something that I really inherently do well, so I think, thankfully, we have somebody like you that really looks out for us and puts out the good content we want. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit first. We're bantering a bit in the beginning here about just what you've learned as a, as now somebody who's out of college and building your own legacy for the first time on your own. I thought you said something pretty interesting earlier today, which was just about how really you had learned the value in certain things, especially just like, hey, you were opening up the fridge and looking at your budget and saying, man, I need better quality food here, but I'm on a budget and I'm an ultra runner. What'd you do about that, buddy? I think this is great. Yeah. So I, um, I actually had been shopping at this local food co-op, um, just to keep prices down. And, uh, I now work there. So I do five hours a week. Um, and I get a little stipend and goes towards my groceries. And, you know, I, I try to keep things really minimal. Um, uh, and yeah, minimal is good. Like yeah. we all need to minimize things, right? First I mean, of all. Like, let, let's, let's get this straight. I eat a lot of food, Yeah, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, not minimal calories, but exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, but you know, no plastic packaging, none of that. It's just, you know, straight from the farmers. Um, and it, it's a good way to get your food. Man, I love that. And especially because you're talking about the farmer's market where, Listen, when it comes to nutrition, I'm no expert, but I, I certainly have spent a lot of time just in my mind developing what I feel like works better for, especially people who want to eat whole real foods. They don't want to supplement everything. Uh, but I was looking like at a bag of potato chips, right? And it was uh, 390 calories for this small bag of potato chips, Right. And it says that's going to be for the whole bag. And then one serving supposedly at 150 calories. But this is a pretty small bag. So I'm like, well, everybody's eating this whole this whole bag. Right. It's just, you know, uh, my food doesn't come with with a calorie label on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what I'm saying is like, look, some sometimes we have to just look at those basics as whole real foods. If it has a package that has a label to it, then that should be sparingly, right? That should be minimal. There we exactly. go with the minimal conversation. Exactly. But I was just thinking, man, how easy is it to, to overeat these kind of foods and get in more calories that we don't need that don't really service as well? Because that bag of potato chips also only had one gram of fiber right yeah. so you think about volume though and that's what i'm talking about here is like you get so much volume out of a big ass salad and that's a lot of value volume it's very satisfying you're getting a lot of your micronutrients you know you throw in your different ingredients there that make it fun and you've got a great meal there but 
with one little bag of potato chips, you're actually getting in a lot more calories without the same volume, or at least maybe the same amount of calories with less actual density to it, right? Don't have the micronutrients you need, don't have the fiber that we really want to get in. And, you know, really, I think not that satisfying. And so at the end of the day, it's great to hear that you're working at the farmer's market, getting all these great fuels that you need to support your ultra running. And at the same time, it's a way to support the community, right? Farmer's market. So I I love that. And, um, you know, doing a little bit more talk now or going into more of what you're doing for your T-band. So because we talked about already how you had overdone it a little bit, you had done some overtraining. I, I doubled my weekly mileage um, <laughs> week to week. So, And you learned your lesson. That was a great episode. <laughs> but we're going to talk more today then about what you're going to do about it now and what we kind of talked about as a plan. So in this plan of yours, we decided we're going to kind of cut it back, go back to the basics more, work on things like your cadence, work on being able to really hold your form. So, you know, instead of just running continuous minutes for, you know, for you, you'd be out there for six hours and, but Instead, let's just fractionalize that more, take some minute walk breaks or dynamic movement breaks in between, and now kind of reset and then kind of build back from there, right? What did you get out of that, or what do you think about that with your plan? Yeah, so this is kind of exciting for me. Um, I mean, injuries aren't usually that way, but... um but I have a race in three weeks and we're really stepping back the mileage. Um, so I'd be surprised if I hit 10 miles this week. Um, and we're just doing a lot of, we're doing a little bit of quality running, um, high cadence, uh, but still easy running and, um, and a lot of just movement in between. Um, and I think that's exciting. It's good to, to get a different stimulus. And, you know, uh, by the time three weeks comes around, if I, if I decide to step on that starting line, I, I'm going to feel like running. Yeah, that's that's great. And we talked about your zones here. This is something that um, is, I think, really helpful for people listening. So we have basically a green zone where there's no pain involved. There's a yellow zone where you're feeling pain, but it's not it's not something that's really holding you back. And it might even just go away back to the green zone and then red zone where you really need to shut it down. Right. So in your own words, how are you going to use those zones in your training now? Yeah, we're just um, I mean, we're just trying to keep things in the green zone. Um, And if they end up in the yellow zone a little bit, we're just going to take a step back and and evaluate um, why we're sort of ending up with some pain. Um, And, you know, I think that's how that's how training should be done. Right. You You really you really shouldn't be in that red zone ever. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we basically have a set point and then we're looking at, yeah, sure. Let's stay out of the red zone and let's just monitor that yellow zone and make sure that we're managing that. Right. But then we have specific movements for your protocol. Now, also for your strength work, which, you know, the protocol guys, we're having him do stuff every day. So we really support 
that. And then when I say we support that, we're, we're managing his, his symptoms. We're looking at the pain scale, but we're also just saying, okay, we're going to set the table with specific movements to support the running. And then we're just kind of looking at, is that working? We're going to test and retest. Okay. And if you're curious about what those movements are, podcasts is terrible place to try to explain a lot of these things. So Ethan, actually, you, of course, being kind of our guy to begin with, with our Instagram, especially, you're going to be posting about this, right? Yeah. So you can you can go check us out online and and find, you know, more detailed videos and such uh, about these movements. But this has really been the most exciting part of this injury for me is just um, learning about all this, like all the mechanisms surrounding the injury. Um, so you get a little pain in your knee and I'm learning about all these muscles in my hips that are contributing to that. Um, and so, you know, if you have some pain in your knee, um, you could go to our social media and check it out and, and learn about these muscles in your hips that are, that could be contributing. Right. Yeah. And listen, at the very least, I think what we're talking about when, incremental improvements right and so when we're looking at these zones here we might look at doing every other day in your running plan and looking at increasing the frequency at certain times it may be a third day in between to get in your run and in between you're getting in more cross training like swimming or hiking stuff like that right so again is if there's a plan here but it's going to evolve. The plan is there, but it's in pencil, not in pen. And we can say, hey, I'm off of yesterday. I'm now feeling that I'm in a good green zone. So I can keep incrementally going with this. Or I feel like maybe I touched on even the red zone a little bit. So I need to back it off just a little bit. And it's a learning experience to say, when am I going to get more frequency and then when i'm going to start to get in more volume and just keep climbing the ladder yeah i think this is something i'm learning is that the the plan we have can always go down in volume but it shouldn't go up um you know we sort of have a have a plan for the running we think we should be able to do next week and we can always back off of that but we shouldn't we shouldn't if we're feeling good um, go crazy with it. Right, right. Yeah, so that's a good way to explain that because you know you you can incrementally improve, of course, and with a good plan as opposed to looking at just workouts. And, and I do like to talk about workouts, guys, to me, is just when there's really not a plan behind it, it's just the workout of the day. You just want to check in with yourself and say, is this really serving my goals, especially is this going to allow me to get better for the main goal I have? Or even if it's just looking at long term, I want to make sure that I can keep running these ultras as I get older. And you you talked to me about that. You're even though you can be very competitive and and in my competition coach's hat, I'm gonna say, man, this kid, he's he can be world class and you certainly can, world class ultra runner. But that's really not 
what you said to me. You said, hey, I, I want to make sure I can keep doing these well into my 60s even and just not have to think about shutting down what I love because I was doing too much too soon. I was getting greedy and I sacrificed my future performance for my, cor- my current success, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm 23, so I'm kind of young for ultras. You don't see a lot of a lot of people our age out there. Um, and I'm hoping I'm staring down the barrel of a of a 30 year long career. Um, and I'm, I'm not really concerned about getting on the podium anywhere. I just, I just want to run in that green zone. That's, that's where the fun happens. Love it. Love it. Okay, guys. So, you know, just hopefully you took away a few key points for yourself today, but I really think that this is a conversation was important to have with Ethan and for you guys to listen to, you can follow his story and see how he's doing. I, really do believe in incremental improvements and just really looking at the long-term goals because when you see yourself make those kind of improvements, that's the process to success. When you learn from those kind of improvements, that's where I think the real value is in the outcome. So let's just keep current with what we're doing and let's learn. And I call it a learning log, right? And that's where I feel like if on a daily basis you're checking in with yourself, maybe even writing down just a few things a day that you're learning about what you did well and maybe something you can improve upon, and you keep doing that, you're going to have a lot of success. It's a slow roast. We don't need to get there tomorrow. We have plenty of time to do it. And really, honestly, I think that even if you're looking at top, top goals or elite goals for yourself or goals that seem so far out of reach right now. Maybe it's just getting to that first marathon that you want, or maybe it's more like Ethan getting to the ultra running distances. Those are things that are very, very possible, but we just want to have a plan and we want to check in with ourselves and we want to follow that plan and not feel like we have to follow somebody else's plan or something that worked for somebody else. Follow your own plan and stick to it. And following that plan can sometimes mean stepping back. Um, so, you know, you don't have to just because you have a plan doesn't mean you have to stick to it to a T, you know, don't be afraid to take some some really low mileage weeks and just work on your mobility and strength. Planet in pencil. Uh, it's a great finishing point there, Ethan. And you know, remember that with conditioning and training, there's a lot of other things you can do. So you brought up a really good point too, is that you're focusing more right now on your breathing patterns. You're focusing more on things like stability for yourself, which is only going to improve the outcome later. So instead of seeing this as a big setback, we're actually seeing this as an opportunity to only improve later. And you can always still swim and hike and do things like that that's going to keep your fitness up. But you don't lose as much as you think you do, especially when you're taking action and other things It's going to really reinforce what you really need right now. Your body is trying to tell you something when there's niggles, when there's some pain coming on. 
And if you listen to it and you address it, man, you haven't taken a step back. You've actually maybe taken two or three oh, steps that's, forward. That's progress. There you go, right? That is progress, right? So, hey, listen, so many stories out there of people that surprised themselves when they did get to that final goal, thinking that they weren't going to be able to achieve it because they had to step back at certain points. And they're like, oh man, you know what? I actually didn't lose the fitness I thought I would. No, because you are doing movement improvements. You are doing something every day. And that contributes to the big result. And I think you can surprise yourself. So keep working towards your goals, but remember, plan in pencil. Ethan, thanks so much for having this conversation. This is like one of my Matt's moments conversation. Ooh, that's going to be the first Matt moment podcast <laughs> that we're putting out All with right. Ethan Hardacre. Here I am. <laughs> All right, guys, you'll hear from Ethan in the future, but follow him on Instagram. Well, I should say follow us. But Ethan, yeah. where do they find us again? Yeah, Instagram and Facebook at Pandola Project. Yeah, man. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Remember, you can check out our Relative Run Readiness programs. Just go to PandolaProject.com, find it there, and we'll talk to you next time. 